Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Triple Jump podcast. It's a video game podcast. My name is Ben. My name is Peter. And my name is Ashton. Hi, guys. Hello. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. How are Was you? Was that a question, or are you saying good morning? Good morning. Just good morning. talking, just talking like a like a teacher. Hello. Yeah. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Mr. Good morning, Potter. Everybody. Good morning, Mr. Potter. Good, mo- good morning, everybody. Good morning, good Mr. Morning. Potter. Good morning. You have to say it twice. Yeah. Come on, let's have a bit good more energy. Good morning. Good morning, Mr. Potter. Are you well? Yeah. yeah. Bit sore today. Are you? Are you? You're a bit sore today. Bit sore. Yeah. You can't just leave did that some, hanging in the did air. Did some gains. Oh, yeah. Gains Are you built different? Yeah. I'm, I don't think so. I think I'm built like a weak, a weak little girl, and I'm trying to be a less weak little girl is mm. the situation I'm trying to hang out you with. You get hench. I want to get hench. Okay. For that, and I also, like, I had to find the, the lightest weight mm. <laughs> the gym right. had because I was like, hmm. <laughs> Can't do a twelve. Can't <laughs> probably do a sixteen. So I'm I'll look for an eight and then I, I I found the one eight that they had and I was like, Okay, this will do me. No, I just went to the vending machine and got like a can of Pepsi instead. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well there was this man like using like a two handed dumbbell thing. Mm. And it was real little and I thought, I could do that. And he was like he was real struggling with it and I was like I could do that did you say that to him no no I, was, I could do that I was kind of from a distance on, I was like I bet I could do that but then when he put it down I couldn't find where he put it so I thought oh, he must have taken it with him <laughs> it's his from it's home his. he brought it in he just yeah. came in he pays a, the gym fees just to come to a room where he can use his own weights yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. that's it well, I look forward to seeing your progress mm. in the coming weeks. Ooh. You can just flip through. <laughs> Crack. Her in, both her shoulders just dislocated. <laughs> you can check in every week and just sort of flip through. Like yeah. Just get, uh, just taking up more <laughs> yeah. and more space at the table. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Well, this is our video game podcast where we talk about video game stuff. Uh, and each and every week we're sponsored by a very real video game adjacent sponsor. It helps us keep the lights on here. I've got one... I've got one right now. Yeah. Oh, you ready? Yeah, you got the read this. I've week. got the ad read. Mm. <clears throat> this is uh, Jim Ryan's new book. Jim Ryan, of course, uh, PlayStation big wig. Local boy. Local boy, yes. He is from Newcastle. Uh, here is the name of his new book. It's in shops this week. It's called There's No Destined to Worry. And then a colon. Spending a ton G without losing your halo. The Jim Ryan story. Yeah. 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 That was good. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, so that's available now. Right. At Waterstone. One more time with the title, please. Sorry? Just One more time title. with the title. Of course, time, yeah. Please. So it's called There's No Destiny Need to Worry, colon, mm -hmm. Spending a Ton G Without Losing Your Halo, a Jim Ryan story. Right. It's a bit one-sided, yeah. as you can sort of tell. There's sort of yeah. a, there's an agenda, yeah. a slant. Mm. It's not just, uh, you know, he's selling it as a biography, but it's actually just 12 chapters. It's a puff of, piece. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And then like a little bit of like, Oh yeah, I was I was from, I'm from Newcastle. Anyway, by the way, uh, I'm from Newcastle. Yeah. Does it come in an audiobook form as well? I hope With so. With him reading it to us. I hope so. Yeah. That would be good. In his sort of strange, slightly strangled Doing accent. Yeah. Mad deals and that. <laughs> <laughs> Buying bungee for six billion. How much was it? Three point six. Extra fifties. Yeah. Around four six, maybe, wow. billion. Unbelievable. Sadly, that's not true. Oh. Uh I don't know if Jim Ryan's written any books, but if if he has you best be best sure that we're we're going to be reading it soon. Yeah, that's not a real biography of the uh, Bungie deal. We will of course get to that a bit later on in the podcast. Instead, we are sponsored by our wonderful patrons over at patreon.com forward slash Team Triple Jump. One dollar. That's all you need to get in the door. Uno pounds. Uno pounds, as they say <laughs> in. Uh... Spain? Yeah. In Spain, yeah. yeah. It depends if you go to the, the British bits of Spain. Mm. Uno pounto, please come. That's depressingly quite a lot of Spain, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. The British seaside resorts. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, what am I saying? One dollar, what uno poundo, and you can ask questions on this podcast. We've got loads of other tiers available, though. Uh, all sorts of rewards, so go and check them out, if you will. But also... I had a little inhale there from Ashton. I got in there before. One day she'll be strong enough she that she'll stop. She was just about to flex again. That's <laughs> what it is. But not yet. Slam you by the throat. No, it's Ooh. right. But also you can support us in another way that won't cost you a penny. Uh, isn't that right, Ashton? Yes, Peter, it mm. is right. You can go to facebook.com forward slash team triple jump and join our Facebook page where there's lots of cool things going on. Isn't that right, Peter? Yep, costs zero poundos and you can just go over there and uh, hit follow slash like follow it's actually Cero poundos Cero, Cero mm, Pounder, yeah, yeah of course uh and uh when we get to ten thousand, we'll be able to pay ashton and james mm. several poundos well hang on ashton is a stretch goal james is the 10k ashton yeah, i think is probably 15 20 so sorry oh, i don't know if you that's knew that, to her yeah that's a development Woof. Um, Woof. i was really that. hoping i <laughs> could <laughs> start paying Man. my rent soon <laughs> been going to just been sneaking in behind people at the gym I haven't yeah. even got a membership. Do you follow Team Triple Jump on Facebook? <laughs> Please. There's really good content on there. Soon I'll be able Sometimes to Sometimes there's live streams. The mm. Sometimes. Yeah. Uh, right. I suppose it's time, isn't it, for a question? question. Of course you would. A question here from Stephen Norrie, who says, with the release of the first trailer for the Halo TV series having just happened, do you think that a long-form TV series is a better fit for video game adaptations, or would a, would a very done singular film give what does that what's that supposed to that's be that's just how the question's written and i you couldn't it, decide what little, that sentence give it a little proofread ashton i couldn't i couldn't decide what that <laughs> sentence was meant to be so i just I'll thought just leave it, <laughs> leave it. Well, that's peter's problem i guess it's well done if Maybe. it's just missing it would a very well done singular yeah. film yeah. give better bang for the buck okay that's what it meant i um, genuinely like i sat reading it and i was like just put you know in. what? I'm not paid at all. Peter's so Peter can get a question <laughs> once so I have to read it. Uh, are there any games you would think would fit better into either side? Thank you, Stephen. Cool. Thank, Thank you, Stephen. you, Stephen. Have you two, I guess you have, going into the podcast, looked at the Halo trailer? To... No. no. See, I thought, hey, I should do that. Yeah. 
Have neither of you looked at it? Was nah. it? I hadn't see seen it? it until we got this question, but then I thought, oh, better, better watch, better it. watch it. Was so. it not on the Games Award? The Game Awards didn't they show? No, it that was it? Legs. I think. No, yeah, no. <laughs> the Netflix was series. There not a Halo? <laughs> Trailer at the Games Award, Game Awards. I actually, I feel like I can't, I've seen a glimpse. I, I feel like Maybe the Game was Awards was just like it's just a distant. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it was just a teaser. But well, the one that I looked at before we came in did actually. It was listed on YouTube as Paramount Pictures Halo trailer number two. So I don't know uh, if Stephen is necessarily accurate in saying that this is the first trailer. He might be. I don't know. But anyway, I looked at it and I I had a couple of thoughts. Um, I mean, to answer the question first, I think it's very much case by case, mm-hmm. as Stephen kind of implies in his question. Like, I think, but but as an example of that, I think that Halo would be better off as a movie, personally. Like, okay. looking at this um, this trailer, it's difficult. I mean, I've not read up on, like, exactly where this series falls in the continuity, whether it's sort of meant to be... It doesn't have to directly tie into the movies and the games... Uh, the, the Sorry, the games and the books, because... Mm-hmm. I, I kind of wonder, like, so is, is this stuff supposed to have happened, like, pre-games? Or we've got, like, characters in there that are familiar. We've got we've got the Covenant in it and stuff. And I'm wondering, like, what, you know, how, how canon is this going to be? And how much does it relate to the other stuff? Mm-hmm. I think the easiest thing would be to just take the story of the first game or the, the first entire trilogy and turn that into a movie and adapt that. Um but it's it very as I say, it's very much case by case. But for me, the thing that I took away from the trailer is I'm I'm way more concerned about like just the the medium or like the presentation of any kind of video game adaptation. Because I think in this case, the the first sort of third of the trailer, or maybe not that much, but the, the first chunk of trailer is just in this like sandy human settlement, I think, uh, just out in a desert somewhere. And you've got all these people just in in people clothes, uh, in their people buildings, just made of concrete and bricks. And then in amongst that, you've got this guy in a really like, I mean, it's good, it's well made, but it he just Master Chief sticks out so much in his armor. Cosplay, and to me, it looks like a fan film, Right. right? It looks like someone has paid mega bucks for like a really cool master chief suit of armor that you see you know at, at cons and stuff mm. and then they're like running around in it was like that episode of the mandalorian spoilers for season two of the mandalorian here uh where the the, the boba fett one where you know they they just filmed it in like a forest and people joked about how most of the series was filmed in uh the the volume which is this like super clever digital studio yeah. um but that one episode they went and shot on location and there were a lot of like memes online about how they just pulled up again on the side of the highway in america and like in, in the pacific northwest they're just yeah. in a pine forest let's just shoot it here yeah exactly and you've got the you've got a guy two people in mandalorian suits and a load of guys in stormtrooper outfits just running around in a forest mm-hmm. and it just looks kind of odd so i think personally halo and so for the in the kind of latter half of the trailer you do see more like clearly cg backgrounds and stuff and there's more kind of special effects going on with the environment and i think he looks way better there because he doesn't stick out he like just blends into this whole sort of cg-ish world um and and i personally think that they should either have filmed the whole thing like that like made no bones about the fact that yeah this is like crazy cg world uh we're not trying to make it look like ultra realistic by filming just stuff on location. We want it to look a little bit like 
non-real so that he doesn't stick out. Or they could have literally animated the whole thing. Like rather than done a live action show, I would have been happy with like a CG animated show rather than having live action actors in it. Um, but uh, so so that is my concern way more than anything else. As I say, I think it's just case by case as to whether the story and the characters and the themes of any given video game translate to TV versus movie. Um, you know, you've got questions about duration and budget and things like that. But uh, my, I, I'm way more bothered about just how this thing looks. And I, I, I think, yeah, it, it has big fan film energy and I don't really like it. Right. Um, and that, that's coming from a, a fan of the early Halo games. Like, uh, you know, I've got no problem with Master Chief's design in the games or in the in the series, but I just don't like how he sticks out so much. <laughs> I don't really know much about Halo, so I probably wouldn't have known what was going on in the trailer anyway. Mm. But if we're going for things that kind of are my Halo in this situation, the Borderlands movie, we haven't (laughs) seen anything about about it yet. But the more and more that we hear about it and the more that we've kind of heard about the cast, the more I go... I don't know if it needs to be a movie. And I didn't think I ever thought it was needed to be a movie before they said it was going to be a movie. Mm. But I am so unbelievably apprehensive about this movie. And it's going to be bad. Oh, yeah. Let's it's going to be, gonna gonna be, be horrible. awful. But, you know, at least... Uh, the Uncharted yeah, movie is going to be horrible as yeah. well. But yeah, it'll still it doesn't be fun. look very good. But I think that, like you're saying, some, some games do lend themselves much better to TV shows. I think, like, if, I mean... I'm very much on a horizon focus right now, so many of my answers have the word horizon in them. Mm-hmm. But um, I think Horizon Zero Dawn would be a great TV show because there's enough. World. Yeah, the world's interesting enough. You've got like the kind of the past stuff. You could do some flashbacks, a bit like the new series of Boba Fett's done quite well. You can do some recent stuff, and that would work really well. But I also think something like Hitman could potentially be quite a good series versus a good movie. I think it would work really well in kind of both situations. Um, and then God of War, like maybe the recent one, could make a really good movie mm. if you were to make it because a lot of them kind of lend themselves to that narrative kind of focus. Like a, the God of War is one continuous story that you could pretty easily cover and cut out kind of the guff of like mes- necessarily going to like all the other bits in the game and focus on the main story and you could make a pretty good movie out of it. Um, Borderlands, I don't think, lends itself very well to a movie. One, we don't know when this is going to be set because of the varying ages of the characters. And we also, we don't know like if it's going to be canon, like you were saying, whether it's going to be a canon TV show or not. It's kind of like, you don't really know where it's going to fit because it doesn't necessarily fit with the rest of the game's kind of vibes. So we'll see about the Borderlands movie. Um, but yeah, I think it. I think there isn't kind of a, a cut and dry. Movies are better. Games are better than as movies, and they are as TV shows. Mm. But also, I don't think every game needs to be a movie or a no. TV show. Yeah, that's... And I think someone should tell Hollywood that not every game needs to be a movie or a TV show. Mm. Thank you. I think it depends. <laughs> yeah. On the narrative focus or lack thereof of the game. Mm-hmm. So if a game's got a big old narrative through line, say you're adapting God of War, I think that would work better. Or The better. Last of Us. Or The Last of yeah. Us. I think that would work better as a TV show because there's just so much ground to cover that a 8 to 12 hour game 
can cover that a movie can't. And mm. a TV show has a far better chance of doing that properly. Whereas something like, I mean, Uncharted should probably be a TV show. I think I don't know how you're going to compress all that into a movie, especially if... It looks like they haven't done a very good job. Well, yeah, they've just the taken bits and pieces from the, the original trilogy mm. and just and just stuck them in there. Um, but, you know, Castlevania is, is an example where I think the, the games, obviously they do have a story and there is a through line narrative. Uh, but that... I'd, I'd almost prefer to see a Castlevania film than I would a TV show, but the TV show was excellent. Mm. And it was also animated. Um, so there's, as you say, as it were, as you both said, it doesn't have to risk looking a bit like a fan film, potentially, by, you know, getting some great big Hulk, getting The Rock in um, Kratos body paint. Yeah. And like, well, this just looks a bit crap, doesn't it? Doesn't this look a bit crap? There's a live action God of War advert, I think maybe for God of War 2 or 3, where they've got a guy dressed up uh, as Kratos and he's like really sad because he, you know, he's just murdered his family because that's what, lest we forget, mm. anti-hero Kratos murdered his own he family. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and his like, his his wife and daughters like fought to crumble to ashes in his hands and he just sort of goes, Ooh, and there's like a single tear that rolls down his ashy cheek <laughs> and it just looks a bit crap. Now I'm not saying that a TV show or film of God of War would look like that, but it could be avoided by going by subverting expectations and making it animated, yeah. or even yeah. CG. Or We're so used like to, even though you know, graph, graphics are now like bordering on photorealistic, particularly in cutscenes. You can still just tell by the way things move and the way light reflects that something is CG in a video game and it's not live action. And when you then see that character that you are used to seeing as an animated character in live action form, no matter how good the costume and makeup is, no matter how good the budget is, there's just something, it's almost like the Uncanny Valley. Mm. It's not the same thing. The it's Uncanny like Valley is, yeah, it's almost like a reverse Uncanny Valley. It's like, this looks, this just looks like an actual human because it is. And my brain wants to see it as like slightly yeah. not human. Um, so yeah, it doesn't always come out right, I think. Mm. Um, I agree. Yeah. I, it's, I haven't watched the Halo trailer, but to answer your question, Stephen, um, I, I, I do just think it massively varies. Mm -hmm. I just think some games are better fitted or better suited to the TV shows, again, especially if they have more of a focus on story. You know, Rampage starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yeah. Can you imagine Rampage as a TV show? Mm. I can't even imagine it as a film. Yeah. But I've seen it. Mm -hmm. We went to see it together. We did. It was bloody awful. Yeah. Uh, but, Ridiculous. you know, was Sonic. The playing The Rock. Oh, The Rock yeah. always plays The yeah. Rock. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah he, was, he was playing The Rock. He, I mean, I don't remember The Rock in Rampage. No, I like don't. Like the game. Uh, but he he sure was there in the film. I, well, I don't, I don't remember him in the film, really. I, all I remember is a, a white King Kong yes. flipping the bird yeah. more was than he once. The, was, hmm. was Dwayne The Rock Johnson the... the no, no, Dwayne no. The Rock Johnson did not play a giant. Oh, it was right. a giant CGI. Oh, no, don't worry. Yeah, that's, okay. that's fine. Uh, one final example. I think Sonic uh, is an excellent choice for a film. It's a great mm. movie as well. Uh, but it's also been TV shows. Yeah. I mean, some would argue terrible or good, depending on how strong their nostalgia is. I how think objectively we... pretty horrible. But uh, Sonic, I think, currently works better as a movie than a film. Uh, I, move... yeah. oh, Christ, help me. Yeah, you movie than a TV show. It. Yeah. I can't believe we managed to get through that whole conversation and not mention Super Mario movie one time. 
He's so He's cool. so cool. He is. So he is so there's cool. a lot of really scary irons in the fire currently. Mm -hmm. We're going to see what happens with Uncharted. Ubisoft Mario movie. at the moment. Borderlands. Assassin's Borderlands. Creed. Sonic 2. Assassin's Creed. Halo. Sonic 2. There's a Beyond Good and Evil. Of, uh, Last of Us. Last of Us TV Netflix show. show. Yeah, Last of Us. Um, Resident I Evil movie was trash. I haven't yeah, seen it, but seen everyone it said it was really bad. Right. So I'll wait till it comes out on Netflix and I'll go, Ooh. Ooh, rubbish. <laughs> There's a, I had one more example, which is, I mean, it's actually, technically it's based on a book, but The Witcher TV series mm. is by all accounts very good. I've yes. still not watched it yet. It is very good. Um, and putting aside the fact that it's based on a book, I think certainly the modern audience, as many people know it for the game, oh, yeah. games as, as the books. And I think that works in, as I say, I've not seen it, but I've seen the trailers. And I think that looks okay being totally live action. You know, we're talking about Kratos looking weird in live mm. action. I think that works because... It's essentially, it's a game about normal looking humans. Mm. And then, yeah. yeah, around them, you have weird things going on and you have monsters and things. But it, they are people, they're just normal people. They're just yeah. blonde Visually, people. Visually, blonde people. Whereas Kratos is not that. Mm. Um, and neither is Master Chief and, and so on and so forth. So, um, Do you ever see Master Chief not as, as armor? Yeah, like right uh, later on in the series, they just full on like showed his about that much of his face. Did they really? Yeah. Oh, okay. It was a big thing. At the end of Halo 1, he takes his helmet off and yeah, the camera don't just see it. goes out of the ship and he just puts his, you see his helmet go down on the dashboard. Um, and then, I don't know if it happened in Halo 2 or 3 that they like hinted at it, but then at the end of, I think Halo 5 um, or maybe Halo 4, if you do the legendary uh, difficulty, there's this like really nice looking CG uh, animated cutscene where he's like standing in this thing, it's taking all of his armor off, all of his like body armor comes off, and then it zooms in on his face, and his helmet goes up like that, and you just see like this sort of fleshy. Is he cross-eyed? He's not. <laughs> that would he, that would be. He so looks like an. He's, he's an absolute wreck. He looks a bit like when Darth Vader gets his helmet taken off. He's oh. all sort of pasty oh. and and weird. Oh no. Well, that's my memory of it. I've only. You just up. expect him to be really handsome. Yeah, yeah. you do, don't you? And I, I seem to remember he's a bit sort of weird looking in halo infinite yeah. if you complete uh it on le legendary mm. legendary yeah. difficulty uh he just he just like takes off his trousers yeah. just gets to see his big old and you expect his, him to have a really nice stick but he doesn't he doesn't it's, it's like it's, a wrinkly it looks like darth vader's yeah thing. it's been it's shot awful. off mm -hmm. uh anyway um it's time to move on isn't it Ashton? yeah it's time for a section we've never even done before so it's really exciting oh. it's time to talk about what we're playing oh. uh -huh. It's what we play in time. Time to talk about what we play in. Peter. Yeah. What have you been playing? I've been playing. Uh, I, I have upgraded my Uncharted 4 Thief's End. Ooh. I've been playing that on my Puzz 5. How them triggers? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm enjoying that. That's all good. They get in the way. Uh -huh. <laughs> They're annoying. Uh, I, I think it looks very pretty. I don't know to what extent I would have thought this is like a, a brilliant visual upgrade if I'd not seen side by sides. But I think it's partly that case of just like, it's almost like this is how I remember it only. I don't think it is that it's better than I remember it, but like not probably not when I look at the side by sides, I can see like, actually they've done a, a pretty nice job of like really upscaling this. Um, but when 
I've if if I'd not seen those, I think I would have thought, yeah, it's, it's an improvement, you know. But uh, certainly, if you look at the side by sides, it's very good. Um, I am very much enjoying that story. I've been wanting to replay that game actually for a couple of years now, and then when I found out that um, what's it called, uh, a, a a thief's legacy of thieves, mm. yeah, mm. Um, was uh, was coming out, I thought, well, just hang fire and wait for that now. Um, but I did play through the initial Uncharted trilogy not so long ago. Mm-hmm. And man, like it's night and day, isn't it really? Like the fourth game oh, compared jump, to, yeah. yeah, especially compared to the first game, which is just a, it's a lot of shooting really and yeah. not a lot else. But uh, man, I, I tell you what I love about the Uncharted games, especially the fourth one, is just sneak, when you enter an area, like sneaking around on ledges and like pulling people off and stealthing your way through all these encounters. Um, love that. And when your companion is like, what's one over there? And it just like lights up someone. Like, oh, hell yeah. Um, so I'm sure I'll, I'll probably be playing um, uh, Lost Lost Legacy. What's it called? Yeah. Something Legacy. Yeah, Lost, Lost, Lost Legacy. I'm so confused now by the Chloe's Legacy Big Adventure. of Thieves. Chloe's Big, I'll be playing Chloe's <laughs> yeah. Big Adventure. Uncharted 4 Thieves End. Soon. Uncharted, Uncharted Lost, Lost Legacy. Legacy. Yes. Yeah. Because it's about Chloe. Yeah. And, and her the dad. legacy that she lost. Mm. Uh, yeah. So I'll give that a go when I've finished the fourth one. Um, but it's just nice to be back in that game. Like I say, I've been, been wanting to, I've been looking for an excuse. Hurry up and make Uncharted 5. Do it. It's been. Is that how many years? When did Lost, when did Chloe's Big Adventure come out? Uh, 2017? 2018? 17, 17, 18? 17. Yeah. 17. Feels like 17. You have to always add like a couple of years on at yeah. this point because of COVID. Um, and they've, you know, they've only been making The Last of Us Part 2 in that time. So can they just... Come, come on. on. Hurry up. Yeah, what on. are you waiting for? Want to play as little, little baby Drake. Yeah. Did she, was she given a name at any point? In... Uh, Nathan. Nathan. Ella. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I want to play as her. That uh, sounds right. Mm. Yeah. Ashton, what have you been playing? I've been playing Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh, yeah. I finished it. I platinumed it for the first time. Congratulations. Congratulations. Uh, Thank you so much. And I just love that game. I'm so excited for the next one to come out. I'm really sad I have to wait 15 days. Have you got a countdown timer? No, I just checked Uh, what day it was because I know it comes out on the 18th. Um, And I moved on to the the Frozen Wilds DLC. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'll probably finish that. It probably won't take that long. We finished it next week. Um, and then I only have to wait a couple days for the next one to come out. Um, I kind of was hoping I'd find something to play in the meantime, but I just, oh, it's all I think about. Every minute of every day, it's all I think about. I might finish um, Little Nightmares 2 between this and the next one. Um, and then I played some a game on Xbox Game Pass called Nobody Saves the World. Um, it's single player or two player co-op. Um, with I played it with MB and to be honest I had a really good time um, it's like a dungeon crawler kind of vibe but you gradually unlock forms to change into so you start as this like little dude with no eyes um, and then he's called nobody and then you gradually kind of like get enough XP or do enough challenges to unlock more forms so you start as like a little rat you can run around as and attack enemies and then you get a knight and a ranger and it kind of gradually expands so much that you get like a horse and a turtle you can fight what's this called again nobody Nobody saves saves the world world. oh i think i've heard of this yeah i don't remember people talking about the rat 
yeah. running as a rat or yeah. something. You just chomp on people. It's really good. Um, and <laughs> I've, I've been really like enjoying it. Uh, we played it for a couple of hours on like Monday night. Um, yeah, and I really enjoyed it. We'll go back to it. It's got it's quite clever the way it does kind of co-op situations. Like when some, one of us opens the menu, it opens it for both of us. But we can upgrade things for both of us as we go. So we do the challenges together and it locks forms that we both unlock. So we've not got to kind of do things separately because everything is kind of done together which i first i thought was annoying but as we went through it it was actually quite good so yeah i played that and i enjoyed it nice ben what have you been playing i'll flip and tell you i've All been right. playing a little bit of uh pokemon legends arceus mm-hmm. yeah arceus uh, we did a quipscope on that enjoying it still uh i've i've played like a an hour or so before bed the past couple of nights yeah past um, the tutorial yeah yes it's still telling me stuff, <laughs> but I I think so. <laughs> I think I've done it. I'm I'm on I'm only like five six hours in at this point. Um, but I've, I've uh, evolved a few of my Pokemons. Mm. I got mm. a Pikachu, a Pikachu. I know that one. But I haven't ventured back to the camp to change it out yet. To so all the rest of my Pokemon are just continuously leveling up, and the Pikachu's just by comparison becoming less and less of an attractive prospect. Because trust me, if I have a say in the matter, I'm going to have only the Pokemon that I give a fly and flip. Bidoof, no, thank you. That bird one, I don't know what that is. Get that out. I've got a slug thing, just because it was one of the first ones that was. Creepy crawling around, and I threw the Pokeball, and it's like, that's mine. Sludge, go. <laughs> go. It's awful. I don't want it. So I need to swap out my Pokemon, um, or, and women. But uh, it's good, and I like it, and i um, looking forward to playing a little bit more. It definitely has that you-can-waste-a-lot-of-time-in-it feel, mm. because there's you're in a big open field, for example. Mm. Your objective marker's on the other side. And then you just sort of meander your way there. Like, oh, there's an item there. Oh, there's a Pokemon. I'm going to get that. Oh, I'm going to beat up that. Oh, is that a new Pokemon? And you just sort of like zigzag your way across the landscape. You very rarely run in a straight line mm. to get to where you're going. So still enjoying that. That's good. Uh, also played a bit more, what's it called? Deep Rock Galactic. Mm. That mining game yeah. that was on Plus Mine. last month. Mine. Hours, Hours. comrade. Uh, been playing that with my friends. I don't think I enjoy it as much as they do. They're having a great time, and I'm just sort of getting quite irritated because it's it's a bit rough around the edges. It's fun, and I am enjoying it, but it's got like 12 currencies, and I just, mm. I just it, it, there's something about that that just exhausts me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I find it so exhausting. Uh, but the you know the core gameplay is pretty fun, and uh, and and I do like it. The last thing I played, which was on stream this week, but I think it's worth talking about here, is Bloodborne PSX. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which we've spoken about on the podcast before. It's sort of the demake that uh, the the very, very small dev team, I think it's a one-person team with a little bit of extra help here and there, uh, have made. It's the first few hours of the game, and it is so impressive. You can download it for free now, and it's an executable file, so you can just run it from your desktop. Um, super impressed with it. It's definitely really obtuse, intentionally so. So there's like loads. Of, and the, the file size is about 150 megabytes. So mm. it's about the size of an appropriate game from that era, if it were an ISO. Um, but there's loading screens all the time. Right. All the areas are like very small and contained. Um, you 
in order to unsheath your weapon, because the hunter weapons in Bloodborne have two forms, and you usually press a button to like fold it out. It's like a trick weapon. You have to go into the your menu, then scroll down to your weapon, and then press a button to switch modes. So there's like a million more button inputs than than there would normally be. But I'm super impressed, and I think it's great. And I, the vod's now available on the vod's channel. But I did sort of give up at one of the bosses because I was tired and hungry and it was time to go home. Uh, but yeah, go check it out. Bloodborne PSX. That's Excellent. what I've been playing. Well, I think it's time for question two. Oh. Don't you? No. Yeah, go on. Okay. This question comes from Cameron Keyword. Cameron says, Hi, Bap. I saw on Twitter that Ben is getting inked with a Dark Souls bonfire piece. Whoa. If you could pick a gaming tattoo to have, what series would it be from and what would it be? What would it be? How mm. was your tattoo? I know it's a bit, a bit scabby today. Yeah, it's 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 peeling mm. now. Uh, I got a big old tattoo, if you're watching the video. Here, mm -hmm. it's sort of a bonfire filing shrine piece from Dark Souls that I've wanted for ages. You see it on Twitter. Uh, you see it on Twitter. Uh, that's when it was all fresh and looked great. And mm. now it's sort of like all sort of angry and still quite swollen. Um, but uh, yeah, it's doing okay. Mm. Just need to keep it moisturized. And, moisturize uh, me. Yeah. I've got, I've got the pen. I've got the, hang on. It's got some moisturizer. I've got some balm. Uh, balm. 100% natural. Apple balm. Before, during, after. Butter Lux. This that is, sounds delicious. Mm. You want to have a smell? Yeah. Tattoo balm. It does oh. smell pretty good, actually. Um, have you got to have any more done? Because yeah, it's not finished. Yeah, yet. I saw the Wednesday Def tweet about she said started work on this today. So yeah, I, was like, oh, okay. I think the plan was to do it all in one sitting, but after seven and a half hours, mm. I think we were both like my adrenaline didn't run out, and it was just I was just in pain, mm. and, uh, and I think she was knackered, obviously. Mm. Seven and a half hours. So uh, yeah, I've got to go get the sky. I've got to get the sky done and the tree colored in, and mm. then a few touch ups here and there, but that won't be for another month or so. But do you so, love it? Yeah, it hurts. Um, Peter, you don't have none tattoos, do you? I don't have none tattoos. Me and Ashton had this conversation. I have none tattoos, I too. think the day after, it was when we were all at the pub. Um, yeah, you two were there. days before. <laughs> I was there. Yeah. Friday. You were there. But you yeah. weren't there. I think you were at the bar. Yeah. And me and Ashton oh, okay. were, we were talking. We conversation. And we, I said to Ashton, have you got any tattoos? And she said, no. And I think I was surprised. Really? You seem I like think, a wild child. You seem like you would have like one have hidden tattoo somewhere. I have commitment issues. Okay. Um, <laughs> we, we both came to the same conclusion. Yeah, I worry this. that I would like hate it as soon as like I leave the tattoo parlor. Mm -hmm. So I'd have to, I wanted to get one like on my ribs, but everyone was like, don't do that. It hurts really, like hurts yeah. a lot. So I was like, okay, I don't want to be in pain either. So I wouldn't want a big tattoo. Get a little one on your ankle. Yeah. I was thinking of getting one Something. like here. Yeah, but I've I was, got one there. I was going to get like a slice of watermelon, but it's not from a game. It's just for my sister. But um, yeah, I don't, I haven't got any. But mm. if I was going to get one for this question, I maybe would get like, Andrew's got a great tattoo from The Last of Us. Mm. He's got Ellie's tattoo mm. on his arm and it looks great. It's way too big for me. I wouldn't want that. But I want maybe a little one of that same logo. It's pretty cool. Um, Maybe the vault hunter symbol I would yeah. quite like. Yeah. I think if I get married to my current boyfriend. Um, Your current boyfriend. <laughs> I would want like us to get vault hunter symbols together because we've, we've always played Borderlands. It's kind of one of like the constants in our relationship of like we play it all the time. Um, so I'd love to get like a little vault hunter symbol. Um, or alternatively get like 
a, a focus from Horizon Zero Dawn, like get a little triangle and then like, I mean, I don't really little understand Dorito. how. Yeah, I don't really understand how like tattoo color works, but like a little blue line for it to be like, so I know it's focused, even if it just looks like a funny little triangle. Your tattoo, your your Dorito's gone off. Look, yeah. it's got blue on it. It's gone moldy. Mm. You could get Dorito from Far Cry instead. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> I So, yeah, we, we had the same kind of opinions on this in that, like, I feel like uh, I've, I've got commitment issues. I feel like I don't think I'd, I would hate it after leaving the tattoo parlor, but certainly within six months, I might mm. be like, why? Why is that on me? Even if it's something that, like, I really love and I know I'm going to love forever, I still would feel like, yeah, but do I... Do I want that on me? Why, you know, I could just like watch that show or play that game rather than have it. Um, I understand why people who do want that thing on them get that thing on them, but just for me personally, mm. I don't know if I would how I would feel about that. Um, so, but if I had to, if Cameron Keyword <laughs> held a tattoo needle to my head and said, "What gaming tattoo do what you want?" What do you want? Then I suppose I wouldn't get anything from Spyro. That might be the obvious. Uh, answer but like it's all very colorful and cartoony and i think if i want if i got a tattoo i'd want something a bit more dark and plain and mm. like not not so like not so bright and colorful yeah so i'd struggle with spyro so i i guess i'd i'd revert to my other favorite game and i'd go with beyond good and evil and get like it's the game logo slash the in-universe logo for the iris network which is the underground like journalist company that you work with they're trying to like overthrow the government and, and show that there's like a conspiracy going on um and it's just like a camera lens like like an iris from a camera lens um so i'd probably just get that somewhere like on, on my arm or ankle or something like that not very big like like that maybe mm. yeah yeah for those watching uh for those not watching and listening you, you have no idea how big i said i wanted <laughs> to watch the video massive um i think we're a bit we're kind of weenies really i think we're a bit too like scared of tattoos no or yeah i'm, scared I'm not, of the, not. Con the concept of a tattoo that it's there forever it is permanent mm. but you can also get it removed and yeah. you can I, also get it covered up what if i suddenly else. hate what i like what if what if i get a tattoo from my sister and then i hate her you what hate, if that happens what if like that happens as in so you get a tattoo i get a tattoo of something, of, like, something to do, to with, do your with sister. Her. Well, and maybe then I just hate her. don't do that. When you get a tattoo for you. What if it turns out that Aloy was involved in the 1970s yeah, sex if, scandal? Yeah, that exactly. could be really bad. That could that's happen. A good, yeah. That's a good point, Peter. Mm. It's weird that we literally had this conversation on Friday. I don't know if Cameron Keyword was like in the bar and listening and thought, hmm, that'd be a good question. Yeah. But I, we, we had almost the exact conversation about mm. whether you'd get a Spyro tattoo yeah. on Friday. Weird. 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 That's Speaking weird. Speaking of weird. So, oh, I like that little segue there. It's not time for that just yet, Ben. You calm yourself. It's time to talk about the podcast producers. No, oh, excuse it's not me, Ashton. Ashton. You're wrong there. It's, it's time for weird news. We'll do this bit oh, first. Yeah. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's time for weird news. Peter, what's your weird news? Oh, very good. My weird news is that it's sponsored each and every week by our (laughs) podcast producers. Remember, you can become a podcast producer by heading to Patreon. Team Triple Jump, Patreon. Uh, Thank you to our podcast producers who this week are Alex McDonald. Caden Agrinox. Checkered Omega. Sean Legg. G.Y. Goliath. Ellie Nicholas. Erica Hutchinson. Melody L. Bonnet. Gabrielle Philippink. And Katie Garrett slash Jared. We will never know. Thank you, podcast producers. Thank you, everyone, for supporting Peter, us. Peter, what's your weird video game news? Oh, it's in my pocket. I forgot, oh. forgot to get it out during the transition period. Scarlet Fire. Let me just... To the podcast. Indeed. In which yeah, case, that's completely lost on you. You don't know why we do that every time. <laughs> Um, this is a Kotaku article. It was submitted via one, yeah. of, one of them. Facebook, I think. I'll have to check afterwards. Um, but it's written by Luke Plunkett, of course. Of course. Of course. Who says, Riot forced to explain a, v- a Valorant character. Valorant. Valorant. Why, why won't you come on over Valorant. Uh, Riot forced to explain a Valorant character is not into NFTs. Okay. Okay. Right. Uh, Seems like everyone is, though. Wouldn't be surprised. In no way did we intend to include NFTs as part of Killjoy's work and hobbies. (laughs) (laughs) I hate hate this. I hate this already. How do you accident... I'll just listen to them. (laughs) Tell me more. Riot Games, the creators of League of Legends and online shooter Valorant, has issued something of an apology to fans of the latter after a tweet appeared to show one of the game's characters enjoying the works of an NFT artist. No! As Polygon report, Valorant's social media team recently posted an image of one of the game's characters, Killjoy, visiting a local museum in Berlin where she was taking in the work of Martin Hura an artist whose work is sold as NFTs. Did they... Hold on. Go back. Did they just, like, superimpose a bit of the character picture yeah. in a in a museum? It's not included. The tweet in question is not included in this article, which will be linked below the podcast if you're okay. watching on YouTube. But if you just Google um, 
what's what's it called killjoy and martin h-o-u-r-a hura uh then it comes up with s- some other article i've got a screenshot of the tweet i think it might have been deleted and i don't know if it's it. sorry 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 no sorry well i'll go uh, then uh <laughs> so she's got her back to the camera and she's facing the wall and there's this big like bit of art mm-hmm. on the wall so she's just taking in a a picture that's yeah. what it looks like when you think i don't know if it's it. um <laughs> sorry Sorry. When you think about it, isn't like art in museums just like a real NFT? Shut up, Ash. <laughs> that was not worth the wait. I don't know if it's a real NFT. It's League of Legends. Uh, but certainly some of these companies have previous with this. It may well have been League, actually. Um, someone will t- tweet me and correct me. But they had a new character who was starting and her whole character was that she was like this plucky young adult or late teenager Mm. but they had her tweet as if she was a real person like she had her own account she was like oh man i really hope i don't mess it up in the big game and all these real human beings are like no don't worry you'll do great and it was just the most upsetting thing i've ever seen like they had this whole marketing campaign built around trying to make this person this character, sorry, feel like a real person, mm-hmm. but the it was the interactions with the with the real world public that was just so yeah. vomit inducing and upsetting. It was really terrible. As Polygon report, Valorant or Valorant, if you want to get it's up to you how you pronounce it about this mm. social media team recently posted an image of one of the game's characters, Killjoy. Visit, have I read this paragraph? Visit, yeah, I have. Visiting a local <laughs> museum in Berlin where she was taking in the work of Martin Hura, an artist whose work is sold as non fungible tokens. Uh, Riot's social media is no stranger to this kind of supposedly relatable fourth wall crossing work. Last year, the company ran an entire campaign based around Seraphin, a League of Legends character who would take to Instagram and Twitter and post about everything from her anxieties to genocide. Um, okay. A tactic which, despite praise from some fans, also came across as a bit much, it yes. says in italics. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Luke. Anyway, in this case, what began as an attempt at something similar ended up a complete disaster, with so many fans firing with so many fans firing back that the company first deleted the tweet entirely and then went and issued an explanation. And there's two tweets here that are uh, linked um, or embedded in the article. Do I love? It's like one the one good thing about NFTs is how every single time yeah. someone tries to launch an NFT within. 48 hours they have to take it back because everyone just rips the flip out of them what does every like, company think it'll be different yeah, this time. People, i saw a tweet yesterday like different this where someone someone had tweeted yesterday like somewhere right now in the world there is a, a game dev or a game publisher like board going when we do it <laughs> they'll, people are gonna go wild <laughs> get it um uh, so here's the statement whoopsie exclamation mark we're always trying to give you new experiences and interesting facts on our local channels including a look into killjoy and her hometown of berlin since killjoy loves programming we wanted to introduce you to computer generated art from around the world however we were not aware that the selected work was an nft in no way did we intend to include NFTs as part of Killjoy's work and hobbies. I love that sentence <laughs> so much. <laughs> 
I'm honestly, this, that's the end of the thing. This is back to the article. I'm honestly not sure how you can't be aware that Horo's works are made specifically for NFT sales when the dude's website opens with his claims that his works are living on the Ethereum living on the Ethereum blockchain forever. Shut you can't up. just Shut make up. words Shut up. up. Uh, and then quickly links directly to an open sea gallery. Luke seems to know what that is. I don't. But it's it's a museum. Right? I'm guessing it's, it's non-fungible. It's basically just uh, a real-life NFT. Yeah. Uh, but hey, I'm just a guy, not a social media employee for a video game studio. At least they deleted the tweet and learned a valuable lesson uh, about their fans' <laughs> views on NFTs. There's some strange energy in the room there today. There is. Just, why? Why do they keep trying it? I don't know. I have no. I idea. have to assume it's it comes just... from the top in a lot of instances. That seems to have been yeah. what happened yeah. with Team Seventeen. There was this one. Past week. There was one weird news that was submitted, but I couldn't bring myself to read about NFTs. But it happened anyway. Um, about Ubisoft saying that gamers just don't just understand. Don't get it. Yeah, they, they just, just don't why get it. NFTs are good. Yeah. But then I nearly chose not that being one able to explain why NFTs are good. That just was don't get it. It's crack a beer. It makes us money. Why don't you, you, don't why get, why don't you it. get it? Yeah. It puts money in my pocket. That's why it's good. Okay, that was submitted via Facebook, but I'll just find the, the name of the person. Okay. Uh, but, but do go on, Ashton. So my news comes from Johnny Mac 13 on Twitter. It's from PC Gamer, written by Andy. Oh, oh it's all auto-playing. That was me. It's all Hi, Ashton. Ashton. Hello, You're the tiny Ashton trapped in your phone. <laughs> Um, <laughs> sorry. sorry. Out. Um, and it's written by Andy Chalk. It's a good name. <sighs> it's a great name. Are you okay? Did yeah, you relate just... it to Charlie, the famous clown? Yeah. Ashton, you were of Char Charlie Chalk. No, and no. cheese. I haven't. No. And cheese. <laughs> What's going on? You can do this, Ashton. Bill Hardy. It. Thank you, Bill, for my news. Ashton. Andy Chalk says, Oscar-hating director of It Takes Two is helping make it into a movie. Joseph Farris had some choice words about the Oscars at the Game Awards a few years ago. Hazelight Studios founder Joseph Farris became a legend among gamers for his tirade at the 2017 Game Awards. Extolling the virtues of Jeff Keighley's annual extravaganza, he shouted into the camera, and I quote, I'm Flip. Not, yeah, I'm going to. Flip the Oscars. Flip the Oscars. Flip the Oscars. Flip you. His point that the video game industry does not need to con content itself with playing second fiddle to Hollywood, was reasonable but largely lost beneath his suggestion that, and again I quote, the Oscars should flip themselves up. Yeah, I mean, that's, up. that's fair too. I bring up this glorious moment in gaming history so that we can all probably appreciate that Hazel Light's hit co-op adventure, It Takes Two, which won the Game of the Year crown at the 2021 Game Awards, is being adapted, by, is being adapted for movies and television, both. According to Variety, Hazelight is working on the adaptation in partnership with production company DJ2 Entertainment. Creating the world and story in It Takes Two was so much fun for me and the team, Farah said, since it has a strong narrative with many crazy characters and just as crazy co-op action moments. The potential is huge for great adaptation to film or television. DJ2 is honoured to partner with Joseph Oscar. Hmm? Oh, there's a comma. DJ2 is honoured to partner with Joseph, comma, Oscar, 
Hazelight Studio Manager Oscar Wallantis and the incredible team at Hazelight Studios on the linear media adaptation of It Takes Two. The linear media adaptation. What a way to mm. talk about linear a, media. Talk about a yeah. film. That's great. Um, DJ2 CEO and founder Dimitri M. Johnson said, just like the rest of the gaming world, we fell head over heels in love with Cody, May, Rose, Dr. Hakeem. You fell in love with Dr. Hakeem, did you? Mm. Congratulations. Congratulations. Collaboration. And the imaginative fantasy universe Hazelight have created and can't wait to bring these characters and this world to life on the big and small screen. We get to see an elephant die. In That's it. Live action. In potential live action. It's amusing that a guy who expressed such profane, excited disdain for film award ceremonies is now involved in making a movie. Although in all fairness, I think it's worth noting again that Farah's issue was really that the, vid- the video... With the video game industry and not the film industry, it take it takes two seems like a good pick for a linear narrative translation too. I could probably find ninety minutes of amusement in the antics of the book that screams and its hapless victims, completely shorn of gameplay. Okay, that's it. Well, it's not it, but the last bit's just guff. Okay, should we just wait until that's <laughs> finished having a wee directly into the toilet water. <laughs> where, where, I'm trying to echo locate that toilet. It doesn't sound right. I think it actually might be... Just, this one. It sounds like it's I down... It sounds one. upstairs, but I think it's actually the one through the wall. Yeah. Wow. Don't know if that's coming oh, through, but... A, they probably are very not. hydrated. That's a, a live recording of um, someone from Cultaholic doing a wee. They're not from upstairs. Um, could, could be someone from upstairs. Um, <laughs> could be Joseph Flores. Let could us know be. in the comments who you think did the wee. Okay. Who done the piss? Who done the piss? Do you have some weird news? Yeah, I do have some weird news, actually. Mm. Uh, This comes from Twitter and Lloyd Williams at LeloydW90. Lloyd. Lloyd. And this is a story from Kotaku, Zach Zweizen. Make shopping online better with the We Shop channel song. It's a universally agreed upon truth that the We Shop channel music is a banger, no doubt about it. One of the best pieces of music humanity has ever created. What is that, like a bossa nova beat? And now, <laughs> thanks to a nifty and clever little... Hang on, hang on, hang on. I know it's embedded here somewhere. I think the the Me channel music is better. Oh, it's the same music. Careful, Nintendo will copyright strike our channel. Super Mario RPG. Harvest Moon. Think puzzle Pokemon. Toe Jam and Earl in Panic. Oh no, you were there. And now, thanks to a nifty and clever little browser add-on, you can have this wonderful song play wherever you go, provided it's on the internet. So, for example, if you're dropping cash on that thing you don't need on Amazon today... This song could be blasting in the background like God intended. Created by software developer and writer Corbin Davenport, the WeShop channel music extension is an add-on that is available for either Firefox Firefox or Google Chrome browsers. Why is it getting louder and quieter? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not pressing anything. Uh, Once installed, the add-on can detect when you visit a store page like Amazon or Woot. You heard of Woot? No. Okay. <laughs> After opening a store page in your browser, the add-on starts playing the iconic We Shop channel music, aka that song you are already listening to right now. If you don't remember that great song, or you just want to hear it again, here it is. You do know that Nintendo have like copy- yeah, done a record number of fourteen hundred copyright strikes on a single channel. This. 
so good. 1401 uh, <laughs> now. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it's available now. Oh, it's a very simple amazing. creation, but one that is ingenious and solves a major flaw that almost every other digital storefront and website suffers from, a lack of cool music. Seriously, why is it that only Nintendo seems to get that adding a sick jam to your store is a great way to keep people hanging out in it? Probably leading to more purchases. This is such a no-brainer, and yet it's only Nintendo that has nailed this. Yet sadly, even Nintendo has dropped the ball in recent years. The Switch has no store thing, which is a terrible crime, and one which I'll never forget. It goes on. Mm. Remember when we used to use the that that fake <laughs> that that knockoff version of um, the Nintendo? What yeah. was it? What's it called? It was it was called something. It's called like nin, nin, Nindento. Nindento, or, yeah. Or nin, 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 din, Before or we switched to did it did person tat videos, yeah. One time uh, at in uni when yeah. I was doing drama, mm. um, my third year we did a, a thing. We used the Wii music um, that song, and we um, did the cinnamon challenge, ate hot chili. Ate baby food and then tipped a tin of uh, mashed peas on our heads. Ate baby food. Yeah, is we that basically is did. It not nice. It was a piece about the internet, so it was like uh, we did all of trends. the internet challenges that had gone by in previous years. Nine thousand pounds a year. Yeah. What was the second one? So you did the cinnamon challenge. Ate hot chili. Oh, hot chili. Okay. Yeah. Uh, mash, not mash. Baby, baby food. food. Baby. There was something else as well. Ice bucket the, challenge. Uh, yeah. We weren't allowed to do ice bucket challenge did because we weren't allowed to water. No, <laughs> did, we you didn't. <laughs> did you Harlem shake? <laughs> we didn't yeah. plank. Okay. No. Sad, isn't it? Anyway, yeah. we've got uh, other stuff to do before the end of this podcast. Uh, this question three, I suppose. <laughs> this is from Fergus Jeffs. Arguably three first names there because the second one is plural. plural. There's multiple Jeffs. Uh, hello, Pab. How important would you say a game's visual quality is when it comes to determining its overall standard of excellence compared to other elements like game mechanics, story, characters, difficulty, etc.? Could a current-gen console game that looks aesthetically beautiful but lacks in other departments be considered better than another game that has an excellent story, mechanics, and characters but looks visually, quote-unquote, ugly? Absolutely not. Let me know your thoughts. Congratulations on the third anniversary of Triple Jump. Fergus Jeffs. And then in parentheses it says, Forgotten Media 141. We know that one. I've seen Thanks. that person in chat. Mr. Jeffs. Thank you, Jeffs. Um, all of you. All Thank of you too. All the Jeffs. Jeff. Shout Jeffrey out to my Jeffs out there. Jeffs out there. Uh, I mean... No. <laughs> well, no. It's got to look pretty or it's crap. <laughs> and it, But what if it looks pretty and it is otherwise crap is the question, is part it, of the question. My thing, well, if it looks pretty and it's crap, it is not better than a game that is good in every six, other way but it? just looks a bit rubbish. Mm. Yeah, no, I was being facetious. Right, I was I was totally taking the the Piscal. the Michael, the, uh, the Piscal. I mean, first off, I think it's important to say that visual quality is not necessarily synonymous with when people say it's got good graphics. You know, mm. if they mean it, it looks realistic. That's not always the same thing. There are some really nice indie games and like Steam little tiny Steam games and stuff, and uh, well, even bigger bigger games than that in terms of scale, but that have interesting visual style. You look at something like Limbo that mm. I talk about quite a lot because I really love Limbo, actually. It's one of my favorite games of that generation. Um, you know, it, it, it doesn't, doesn't have good graphics in the sense that, you know, what your average Call of Duty player is looking for when they buy the game. You can't see every pore on their face. No, you can't. You can barely see his face, just three his eyes. Out, three out of ten, then. Uh, I mean, but even doing game. a very atmospheric game through simple use of black, white, and gray, um, really. Uh, you know, silhouettes and stuff. So games can be beautiful, 
without having quote unquote amazing graphics um as long as they've got a nice art style you know but even if you factor that in and it's still part of the question if it's got a good art style but it's otherwise rubbish um it to compare it to a, a game you know good art style but rubbish everything else versus good everything else uh, rubbish art style it it again i say this quite a lot for our answers but it's case by case it depends how good or bad those things are i don't think there's like a hard and fast rule that says if a game looks good but plays badly it's categorically going to be worse than a game that is is the other way around but i would lean towards um a game that feels good to play has an interesting story and good characters and if it looks a bit naff then if i you know if i just take a punt on two games that i didn't know what they were but they were just described like that to me one or the other i'd probably go with the one that looks bad and plays well versus mm. the one that looks good and plays badly because mm. uh you're just going to get irritated after a while and once you've been in any given game for a, a number of hours yeah it can look really good but like you you don't become numb to that but it's it isn't necessarily it's not blowing you away every moment whereas if you're playing something and it just feels good constantly i think you get more feedback from that than you do a game just looking good yeah. um ashton I think as long as visually ugly isn't like it makes it difficult to play because it looks bad. Like if it's like, oh, it's all brown and, and grey and there's not much depth to it, but you can still play it fine. It's really fun, yeah. And it's a great game. I'm like brilliant. It's a great game. It's just, it just doesn't necessarily look amazing. But I think if a game a perfect game obviously has all four, but if there's mm. one thing that you could kind of drop from like to actually play the game, the visuals will probably be the thing that you could slack on a little bit as long as the rest of them are excellent, like you say. If you're, you've got a great story, it works really well, and it's really fun to play, but it looks a bit naff, then it's still like a good game and people will enjoy it regardless. But if it, like you say, if it looks really visually beautiful but plays like crap, then no one's going to want to play it mm. and therefore... It doesn't matter how pretty it looks because your game sucks. I wrote some examples, actually, of games that don't really look very good but play well. Well, I suppose you could... I mean, you could kind of say Cyberpunk 2077 when it came out was visually very pretty when mm. it worked. Um, <laughs> when, at, the but, when it textures yeah. loaded in. But the like the mechanics and some of the gameplay was just completely broken. Mm. And then, you know, even when they fixed it, kind of um it, it still looks really pretty and you can kind of i guess appreciate the rest of it but when it first came out you couldn't really you know you couldn't really play the game on the but flip side nice. something like runescape which looks like crap mm. and always has how like dare you? yeah <laughs> i remember kids at school telling me about oh have you played this runescape thing and they described it to me and they were like no it's like a 3d it's like not just it's a amazing. side scroller it's really I mean, cool. you should see the dance animation you go down <laughs> go around a world there's oh all sorts God, to do you know, items, talk to everyone. Oh my God, he's a dancer. And I booted it up and I was like, what? what? What is this? At first, I was like, what is this? And then, you know, you spend more than like an hour with it and you're like, this is great. You know, there's so much to it's this. the best thing ever. You can do loads of things. You can hang out with your friends. Uh, it's got a good soundtrack. <laughs> you can do so many things. <laughs> yeah. you can hang out so with your friends. Yeah. You can kill cows. Kill cows. You can, yeah. like, dance for money in the street. Yeah. Kill chickens. Kill chickens. Uh, do quests. Do quests. Hang out with your friends. Do loads and loads of campfires outside the bank. Yeah, just in a long row. I think um, obviously, like the visual style of a game will sell it. 
you know, you can see how a game looks before you can play it nowadays. Mm. So if a game looks like crap, you it probably would struggle more than a game looks yeah. visually beautiful. But as soon as the reviews start coming out and they say, this game, yeah, it looks really good, but you can't play it. People will go, okay, well, I'm not going to like, What was that um, Nintendo game that came out recently that was quite whimsical looking? Um, I can't begin every, to remember the name Nintendo of it. Every Nintendo game. Um, but... I think it might have been like one of the worst Switch games last year, one of the worst mainstream Switch games. Um, I'll look it up while Ben's giving his answer. You're talking about but... Balan Wonderworld, are you? Uh, Wonderland. Yeah. Mm. It's not a Nintendo game. but Oh, isn't yeah. it? I thought it, was, um, I thought it was on Switch. It probably was on Switch. Yeah. But it's on... Yeah, so I don't mean it was published by Nintendo. I just mean right. a Switch. I should have said Switch game rather than Nintendo game. It's on but, PS4 um... and other stuff as well. Oh, is it? I thought it was... But equally rubbish on all of them. Uh, but yeah, that... Uh, at first glance, a lot of people said, oh, this looks interesting. You yeah. know, it's quite a, a, a wacky, whimsical world. And then as soon as they started playing it, all the reviewers were like, so rubbish. it's rubbish. It's absolutely... Did you play it? No. Oh. But I'm looking forward to playing it on an episode of Worst Games Ever yeah. at some point. Because it's... Uh... Ben, it your is. turn is long overdue. Would you like to ask uh, Yeah. Well, what I was going to say was, um, it depends on how you define visual quality, as you guys have already spoken yeah. about. Mm. Because uh, different styles are ultimately going to attract different people to it. So it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. Uh, AAA games are always going to have a bigger budget and they're always going to shoot for the photorealism, the really, really mm. shiny, fancy graphics. Not all of them do, but the vast majority do go for that. And that, as we have learned over and over and over again does not always equate to a good game. No. Just because it looks amazing. Um, I think DICE are pretty guilty of that yeah. um, in recent times. Frostbite and engine is still, beautiful. I think, absolutely stunning. I love that engine, but yeah. yeah. Ubisoft make a lot of pretty games. Not always full of, uh, well, sometimes they have too much stuff in them, but it's not always good. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, it's it comes down to personal preference, really. But the perhaps the saddest truth of all in all of this, regardless of which games you think are the prettiest or are most attracted to playing, and more often than not, as you said, indie games with a unique art style uh, are often phenomenal, like Disco Elysium. Gorgeous game, mm -hmm. not photorealistic, though. just mm. looks like a watercolor painting. It's amazing. Um, but yeah, the saddest truth in all of it is that the games that do shoot for the photorealism are usually AAA, which means they have the biggest budget, which means they have the biggest marketing budget. And so for a lot of casual players, that will be, they associate that with quality. Yeah. That's mm. that, a game that looks like that can't be bad. A game that has that much marketing presence when they're watching sports, for mm. example, sports. or the television. Um, that's got to be that's got to be good, right? Because I saw an advert for it in the cinema, mm. uh, and so I mean, it's part of a larger conversation about how a lot of mainstream uh, players of video games just never venture anywhere near indie games or anything less than the games that they've had shoved down their throat by the games or Big the developers game. with the biggest, yeah, the publishers with the biggest budgets. Mm. Well, I think um, that's why those publishers do that because. You know, as you say, typically uh, AAA games lean towards photorealism. They don't have to. They wouldn't no. have to do that. But I think they know that if they chose to do something a bit out there visually, that it just wouldn't have as wide an appeal, mm -hmm. you know, to those more casual gamers. I think they know that, like, that's just what that sort of audience yeah. wants. They're conditioned. Again, but then I suppose you've for. got games like 
I mean, it's one game. You got like the Borderlands yep. art style yeah. isn't necessarily mm-hmm. you know the same thing that everyone thinks. But again, because they've got the marketing, it's like wow, what an interesting visual style. But they're allowed to get away with it because they have lots of money. It's whoever has the most money. Yeah. yeah. It's whoever's got the most money and has the biggest, biggest, the biggest marketing budget can get it into the most homes and in front of the most eyeballs, and people will on mass naturally associate that with good (laughs) that is good because Mm. i saw it and then i bought it and it can't be bad because it was one of only two games i bought last year Mm -hmm. and i have no experience with anything else that looks any different um but yeah ultimately you know it's it's just it's nonsense isn't it like there's no there's no correlation between visuals and quality at all um but I do understand the appeal of playing a very shiny, fancy game, especially if you've got a big, fancy television, a nice, shiny console, or a lovely monitor and a very powerful PC. You are going to want to push that thing, and it is nice to play those, but it doesn't, there's not a direct, equal correlation between mm. the two at all. Yeah. It's time for something enormous. <laughs> are you ready? <laughs> yeah. Wow. It's time for the big discussion. It's time for the big discussion. We're here again. Rich is. Yes. <laughs> did, did you just flex? Did I, I miss it? I'm stretching. <laughs> Whoa! Man, that's a, those are some vascular arms. Gonna have to buy some bigger half shirts <laughs> <Yeah>. soon. <laughs> that's just a regular shirt. Mm. Yeah. yeah. It just doesn't fit anymore. Yeah. Uh, the big discussion this week comes courtesy of Ernie Arrowsmith, who says, The news that Sony are acquiring Bungie is a bit lackluster compared to the earth-shaking sh- earth Microsoft Activision Oh, why did I weird, weird that so strangely? Activision. <laughs> Help me. Let's try this again. The news that Sony are acquiring Bungie is a bit lackluster compared to the earth-shaking Microsoft Activision announcement, but mm-hmm. it's still a big deal. However, Sony is saying that they aren't planning for Bungie to make PlayStation exclusives, and instead they will continue to drive one unified Bungie community. So, what's all this about? Do Sony want a piece of the live service pie? Do they want to make a DECU, Destiny Cinematic Universe? You could have just said DCU. Yeah. PC Gamer has an interesting write-up theorizing about uh, the so- the Sony's intentions, but it'd be great to get your thoughts. Keep up the great work, Ernie. Yeah, so there was another massive purchase this past week. Mm-hmm. Um, Sony have welcomed Bungie to the PlayStation family for three... Point six. Point six billion dollars. Now, I have a few quotes here and clarifications. Oh my gosh, full print out. That I am going to quickly run through just before we talk about how we feel, just so we don't retread some similar mm-hmm. ground. A lot of this was taken from Push Square. We'll put some links in the description. Regarding Bungie developed exclusives, an official statement from Bungie reads, we will continue to independently publish and creatively develop our games. We will continue to drive one unified Bungie community. Our games will continue to be where our community is, wherever they choose to play. It's been confirmed that Bungie's games will remain multi-platform, but obviously that could all change in the future with new projects. In Sony Interactive Entertainment, we have found a partner who unconditionally supports us in all we are and who we and and who wants to accelerate our vision to create generation-spanning entertainment, all while preserving the creative independence that beats in Bungie's heart. Like us, SIE believes that game worlds are only the beginning of what our IPs can become. <laughs> Together, we share a dream of creating and fostering iconic franchises that unite friends around the world, families across generations, and... It just continues like that, basically. Mm -hmm. (laughs) As for whether or not the acquisitions will ever end, 
And there's more to come, yes. according to PlayStation and Sony Interactive Entertainment CEO Jim Ryan. Ryan tells, uh, games, tells games industry that we should absolutely expect more PlayStation acquisitions. He continues, we are by no means done with PlayStation. We have a lot. We have a long way to go. Else where I'm having a really hard time reading. I'm very You're sorry. Doing a great Elsewhere, job. thank you. In the organization, we have many more moves to make. As for Sony and live service, as touched upon in Ernie's question, mm -hmm. Sony appears to be all in on plans to expand its portfolio beyond big budget single player experiences at the Japanese company. Uh, as the Japanese company confirms it has 10 live service games in the works. They are all planned to release by March 2026. The news comes from the firm's latest earnings call, where it also touched on the recent Bungie acquisition. So there we are. There's some, there's some notes. Peter, what did you think when you saw the news? I don't like this. I was live uh, on Twitch when this news came through and someone posted in the chat, uh, so uh, Sony have bought Bungie. And I was like... <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah, very all good. The and then one, one other nice person joke. said, did you hear about the Sony buying Bungie? I was like, all right, guys, you don't need Come to on. gang up on me. And I was like, there's no... I was like, there's... An, immediately, before I even finished the sentence, I was like, there's no way that would happen. Did, has that happened? Is that, can someone confirm? And, the, and people are like, yes, no, this has just happened. It's just been announced. Yeah. So it's madness. Um, something that I wondered whether would come up in your quotes there is also that allegedly this is not in retaliation yeah. to the Activision. There's a bit I missed off. Right. I was just about to yeah. read it. Uh, the purchase is not a reaction to Microsoft's aforementioned Megaton, according to Games Industries' Christopher Dring. Dring says that Sony's deal with Bungie has been in the works for the past five, six months. I mean, yeah. it would have to be. Like, it wouldn't be just Yeah, a this doesn't happen. Weekly. No. Um, so before I, as I say, I was live and I was reacting to it. And in the moment, I was saying, what, so have they just done that because Microsoft <laughs> yeah, bought Activision? Yeah, yours, Microsoft. Like, that's, like, a bit petty. But, uh, yeah, these deals don't happen overnight. Um, and so... As far as that argument is concerned, that's kind of put to bed. Um, but the fact is, Sony have made an acquisition. Microsoft have recently made a very big acquisition. And there's more and to come. Jim Ryan says there's more to come. And that is not a good thing for anyone, uh, one, for any consumer anyway. Um, I also, talking about this specific example... I don't really like live service games, personally. Yeah, it puts the willies up me. That, I've that never ten, played ten one. Live yeah, service ten games. live service games. I almost retweeted it being like, they don't have to. Yeah. <laughs> we can just keep them. Yeah, how about we don't? But they yeah. make all the money. They do. They do. They do. I say I've never played one. I've played them before. I've, I've never stuck with one. I've never enjoyed uh, a live service game, really. Um, and also, I don't even play that much multiplayer full stop. So even mm. if they just sort of broaden it and say, oh, well, yeah, it, it's partly, you know, they'll help us with live service, but also just they'll help us make great multiplayer experiences. I'm not even like that into multiplayer, really. I don't have the mm. time to, to play that alongside all my single player stuff. So... Even in in terms of this specific acquisition, as a PS5 owner, um, or indeed, a, you know, they're saying multi-platform, so that's fine. But as, as a gamer, I am not looking forward to Sony bringing out a whole bunch of live service games and mm -hmm. perhaps, you know, redirecting some of their resources away from the kind of games that I enjoy. So uh, I, I don't think I really like the sound of any of this other than I, there's some talk of like, you know, they said beyond game worlds or something in that quote. Um, yeah, um, something like take that. Take our IT Together, beyond game worlds. Yeah, we share a dream of creating and fostering iconic franchises that you know. No, that's not it. 
It's creating this. It says, SIE believes that game worlds are only the beginning of what our APs can become. So I don't know if there's been official word on this or if it's more rumor. I've just seen it floating well, around they, on social media. I don't media. know if you read the PC Gamer article that mm. Annie mentions, but in the article, Bungie had hired a couple months ago an executive who was meant to be in charge of TV, movies, yeah. and entertainment so that's what as I was well. Say, yeah. So I know that they were definitely looking at it, and it's Sony. It's Sony Entertainment, isn't it? So it's not necessarily PlayStation. It's mm. Sony. So they I can't think them. of a more boring film to watch. I mean, yeah, yeah like film. I'm not interested in a Destiny film. I mean, the story isn't bad of of Destiny, like how it all mm-hmm. kind of comes to be. They don't do a great job in the game. Well, there's too much going on in the game. But the, if you just played like the story mission to story mission it's not the worst story like it is kind of interesting if they actually just you know thought put a bit of thought into it might be right yeah, maybe <laughs> i love i love all right films. Um, <laughs> but so yeah i'm not interested in it in a destiny film but if they brought these this team on and they're saying oh you know we can have you guys look at our other ips then you know Maybe there's something there, but like that's yeah. me looking looking for a, some kind it of. It could plus be mutually beneficial. It could you know, be. There's, there's Sony Pictures that will obviously they'll be able to help Destiny out and mm-hmm. uh, Bungie even, and they've got a huge they've got a huge financial stake in it succeeding. Yeah, now. and they're also doing a load of live service games. And also to go back to yeah. Halo, which we talked about earlier, and how I'm a huge fan of the original trilogy. That was of course developed by Bungie, no longer. Um, but so so. I like some of the stuff that Bungie have done in in the past. I'm not interested in Destiny, but you know, if they continue, if they start thinking about new IP at some point from Bungie, I have faith that those guys know what they're doing when it comes to you know coming up with interesting worlds and stuff. So that's like a couple of couple of plus points that I'm desperately trying <laughs> to find from yeah. this. But yeah, it's not a good it's not good news for anyone really, I don't think. It's an exciting time to be a gamer. Yeah, unless you're a huge <laughs> Destiny fan. Um but even then Still Destiny would have just carried though. on existing with or without this purchase, I would have mm. thought. So don't think it even necessarily helps you as a Destiny fan. Yeah. Um, I agree with everything you said, but to go off on a bit of a tangent about the non exclusivity of it all um, I think making a game not exclusive is beneficial to everyone. Mm. I think it's good for Sony, it's good for Bungie, and I think it's good for the gamer. To kind of give an example of how I think it would, like if Sony continue on this path, how it would benefit them to both, well, not just Sony, but a lot of companies to go non-exclusive and kind of work together, is with PSVR. Um, I think if Sony and Valve, who obviously Steam, work together... They could do some pretty cool things with PlayStation VR. And I think if PlayStation allow their games to go on to Valve VR and maybe Oculus slash Meta, it was beneficial to everyone. Because I think if something like Half-Life Alex goes on to PlayStation and PlayStation kind of mutually re- like give it back for whatever they make, um, it's good for the VR gamer because people who are not necessarily going to get a VR headset but get a PlayStation VR because they've already got a PlayStation, they benefit from getting a great game. Valve get to sell their games and people just in general do do better. So I think that non-exclusivity is a good thing mm. and I'm glad that they've kind of put that in. But again, how long that will last, we don't know. But I think if they continue on the path of buying i mean i don't want them to but if when they do if they buy studios the size of bungie 
and say, it's okay, the games will still be on all platforms. We're just going to produce them and, you know, make most of the money back from it. Because even if your game sells on Xbox, you still make the money from it because yeah. it's your money. It's going back into your pocket. So it's not a bad thing for PlayStation to go non-exclusive. And I think it's beneficial to gamers for them to not go non-exclusive. And maybe if Sony keep doing it and saying, look, it's all right, Xbox gamers. You can still have our games. Look, aren't they so nice over here? But mean Microsoft won't give us their games. Aren't they so mean? People might go, Microsoft should, you know, if they've got Activision, make it everything non-exclusive. But yeah, put it all into a big pot and everyone just picks what they want. I think that should be the plan. Um, yeah. But I think non-exclusivity is a good thing and I'm glad to hear that. But um, I don't think it's a good thing. I don't like the arms race that we're currently in of who mm. can buy the most studios. And I, again, it's not like a, it's not a retaliation thing. So it's not have just been drawn up ne like this week. The same with whatever more to come means. They're not going to have been drawn up like in the space of two weeks. So I don't think it's a retaliation thing. But I do think it's a bad thing. Yeah. So. Yeah, everything just being bought up by everybody else is is rubbish. We mm. keep moving closer and closer to the Parks and Rec meme with proud to be one of America's eight companies mm. yeah. where everything's just merged and it's just super corporations everywhere. I don't like it. It's not good for players. In this specific instance, you're right, Ashton, there is absolutely no ambiguity about whether or not Bungie's future games will be available elsewhere. Certainly, Destiny. They they've they can't go back on the very very clear statements mm -hmm. they put out. Like we are independent. All our games will be available to all our communities wherever you play. That is one thing. Again, it's a silver lining and a small one. It's one thing that I'm saying. I, I would say that I, I prefer over the way that Microsoft has done business so far, where yeah. it has been very wishy washy, and we haven't mm -hmm. really been sure. Just tell us. Please make it clear. Because um, even if it's bad news, I'd rather just know. Yeah, exactly. I'd, I, I would rather know as well. And I know there's certain uh, issues with the Activision deal anyway in that they have to... We've got, we got to wait until they actually properly purchase them. Mm. They've just sort of... that's Their intention to buy is, is public knowledge, but the purchase hasn't gone through and won't until, I think, next year. Um, so it's going to be a while before we even get there. I don't like it. I <laughs> think it's... A, a silly move in terms of just why why do companies why mm. why Indeed. it's it's not good it's not good for us uh because it's it ultimately ends up again with this sort of stupid arms race where everybody's trying to purchase things and getting all all the toys for themselves again these games will be available on multiple platforms, which is nice to know. And Bungie's not coming in as a first-party developer. So you're not going to see them making a Killzone game. You're not going to see them mm. making a Resistance game or anything like that. However, in what could be considered quite a shrewd move by Sony, who are looking to make 10 live service games in the next few years, rather than have to go through the trial and error of working out how to make a live service game, as with Square Enix, and Crystal Dynamics and Avengers, mm -hmm. they've just bought, bought a company that knows how yeah, to do it. They've yeah. got the expertise. So while they, while Bungie won't be developing these games, almost certainly, they will be able to offer invaluable guidance mm. um, at every step and every stage, and also teach them how to make nice menus, which would be pretty good, I suppose. <laughs> would be good. Um, but I, uh, I just, I don't, I don't know how to feel. <laughs> 
anymore because it's not going to stop. Who do you think they're going to buy next? Konami. Capcom. Yeah, Konami. Capcom. I think Konami's next on the chopping block. I think it's all Jeff Keighley's fault, you know? Because as soon as they tweet about Activision Blizzard, what was Jeff Keighley doing? Writing out how much everyone's worth on Twitter. (laughs) Look what you've done, Jeff. Jeff. You've given them a shopping list. You've given them a shopping list. Another thing about this is that Sony, PlayStation in particular, they're not the same PlayStation they were a few years ago. Mm. um, (laughs) My God. Um, under trying to remember his name, pre Jim Ryan, um, they were a different company mm. now, and this was in the works before Jim Ryan was in charge. They are a multi-platform entity that they mm. they release games on PC, and yeah. that could extend to VR games. You're right mm-hmm. at some point, but they do release games on multiple platforms now, and they develop the the flipping baseball game as well, which is on Switch and Xbox too. Uh, after that licensing agreement thing uh, with MLB. So one of my biggest, not necessarily issues, but something that that I always thought was a pretty reasonable defense for Sony buying up studios as opposed to Microsoft was that Microsoft tended to just kind of snaffle up. Well, they've just purchased publishers and everything under them, right? Whereas Sony tended to buy things that they had a history with. Mm. like developers they worked closely with who worked on series that were exclusive to playstation etc like your insomniacs and and Mm. your your gorillas and your house marks and so on whereas this there's no history here at all that that defense is completely invalid but it's that whole thing you know we are now living in an age a day where we live in a society we live in a society where all right bungie no longer are the halo developers but you've got the Halo studio is now owned by yeah. Sony and Crash Bandicoot is now owned by Xbox, mm-hmm. as yeah. is Banjo and Conker. Like and what Spyro. Where are and Spyro, you know? If you told anyone that five, ten years ago, um, you know, it'd be it'd be yeah. baffling. The game has war has changed. Yeah. And it's a very stupid war mm. and it's just gonna continue, clearly. I genuinely do think Konami is going to be purchased by someone because mm. there's so much IP and it's just not being used yeah, they're not, at they're all. Just treading water. They're just making bad free-to-play football games yeah. and pachinko machines or whatever it is that they're doing <laughs> over there. I I don't know when this stops, but while Bungie, again, slight silver lining, is definitely going to remain independent and multi, multi-platform, the next one isn't, mm. almost certainly. When Sony in- invariably buys a smaller publisher, those games aren't going to be multi-platform. They mm. might come to PC eventually, but they're not going to be on Xbox. I-, I can't believe that for a second. I just... It just sucks, doesn't it? Yeah. It's just, it's just rubbish. Like, you don't, want, you don't want to read that. This isn't a victory for anyone but Sony. And the, the spit is the spin that they're trying to put on it that's the most... That's the, the hardest pill to swallow. They've published so many like interviews with Herman Holst talking at head of uh, first party studios talking about what a great deal this is and how excited they are to work with Bungie. And then you've got Mr. Xbox there sliding into the reply saying, wow, what such an exciting time to be. Congratulations, PlayStation. Such a great time to be a gamer. It's like, is it? Is it though? Because why don't you just bought Activision Blizzard and why don't you just bought Bungie? And I don't know who who benefits from that really, apart from you. The Twitter conversation where it was like at Jim Ryan, hey, congratulations on your new deal. And then he replies and he's like, thanks, can't wait to 
for uh, to share the level up the future made. of gaming. It's an exciting time to be a gamer. It's it's also, awful. It's, companies uh, should just stop using the word the phrase "level up" because we here in England hear that enough from Boris Johnson's yeah, mouth, and true. we can't handle it anymore. So if you could just think of a new word to use, that'd be grand. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, without rehashing rubbish. everything we said with the Xbox Activision thing, mm. it it's not it's not a good thing. It may seem like a good thing right now for a lot of people, but the more it happens, I think the more the more it becomes worrisome of, mm. of yeah. what it's going to turn into. So, as before, we will just have to wait and see mm. what happens next and when. Hmm. This is. Um, crap really <laughs> it's crap and it's not even it's not even exciting like they're not we're not going to see any like playstation players aren't going to get any benefit at all apart from maybe the live service games are more addictive and that sounds even worse <laughs> don't make lives i hate live service games i don't want those on playstation i, I don't want 10 of them Bungie are making another game that isn't destiny but whether that'll be live service or not i'm not sure but probably who knows? Probably. We we li we literally <laughs> are just going to have to wait mm -hmm. and and see see what happens. But yeah. uh, do do either of you have any closing statements? Uh, I want Sony <laughs> to buy Square Enix and make Unholy War Two. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, Ashton. Um, I think Nintendo should buy Capcom just for the for the gigs. Just to get involved. Nintendo's just yeah. Hey, just we've, for the flips and gigs. Lol, we've bought Amazon. Um, <laughs> your move, yeah. everyone. I want Amazon to buy PlayStation. Honestly, it could happen. Yeah, yeah either Apple me. or Amazon or Meta slash Facebook if could they, come in and buy, buy could just buy Sony MP. outright. They could yeah. do. I mean, they they shouldn't. It shouldn't be allowed, but mm. they could. Mm. Uh, it's you know the Oculus VR is now called Meta, so it's not Oculus Rift. It's a Meta Rift. And a meta quest. I hate it. Gross. Yeah. I hate it. It's Why don't terrible. Just keep the familiar brand. Don't know. If you want to find us online and talk to us and be our friends and see our content, you can go to youtube.com and twitch.tv forward slash team triple jump. It's where we do all of our videos and live streams. When we're streaming on both of those channels, we're modded by Lobrotovich, Trowling Badger, and Mistral Black. Uh, if you've got Amazon Prime, if you've got Sony Prime, uh, you can you get a Twitch sub with that bundle of things on your Amazon Prime, so you can spend that on us at no extra cost to yourself. Twitter.com and Facebook.com uh, forward slash Team Triple Jump for our social media presence, video and live stream announcements, and legacy video content, occasional Facebook Lives. Thank you, Fraser, for looking after our social media. And Patreon.com forward slash Team Triple Jump for all of our Patreon rewards, including asking questions on this podcast and maybe being a podcast producer and having your name mm. right now if you want to do that. We have a website. It's triplej.mup. That's triplej.mp. Spells jump. If you want to listen, uh, no, if you want to join our Discord and hang out with all of our lovely community, you can go to triplej.mup forward slash Discord. On Discord, we're modded by Jack, Joe, Tori, and Hollow Eyes. And if they tell you to do something, you bloody well do it. If you want to listen to our podcast in its audio forms, maybe you're going to the gym and you want to listen to this podcast in its audio form. The James. You can go to triplejet.mup forward slash podcasts. Our podcast singular. Mm. Um, if you want to watch our live stream VODs, you've missed one of the many live streams we do a week. You can go to triplejet.mup forward slash VODs, plural, and check out the VODs. Um, if you want to buy some Sick and Cool merch, this is the new... Look at that. It's cool. 
It's cool. It's so cool. She's so cool. I'm not wearing merch. Oh, actually, yes, I am. There we are. Us repping the merch. Mm-hmm. Um, you can go to triplejumpshop.com and follow Triple Jump Shop on Twitter. It's at Triple Jump Shop to see about new merch reveals. And we like when you tag us in the merch stuff, we always give it cheeky likes. So people's Christmas thanks. albums are rolling in now in yep. February. Yeah, good for next stuff. Christmas. Yeah, ready to go. Yeah, singles, I should say, not singles. albums. Singles, yeah, yeah. misrepresentation there. <laughs> hey, why not follow Peter and Ashton on Instagram and Twitter at that Peter Austin and at Scrambled Ashton? myself just on twitter at confused underscore dude we do lists every monday tuesday wednesday thursday streams every monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday thursday being the joint stream Blaze it. on youtube monday with the other days just on switch basically solo streams worst games ever is fortnightly friday for patrons of a certain tier sunday for everyone else we do the podcast every saturday and there are shows all the time mm-hmm. you come check mm-hmm. them out come check them out why not leave a five-star review on your platform of choice it helps something to do with al gore's rhythms we'd really appreciate it thank you very much Facebook.com forward slash Team Triple Jump. We're not going to stop asking. We're getting there, but we're not going to stop asking. Mm-hmm. So please go and give us a follow there for free. We have a new channel trailer oh. featuring this one. Me. For the longest time, if you came across our channel for the first time, you'd be like, well. Hello, a, I'm Ben it, and I'm Peter. It's about two boys. Yeah. It's two boys. But it ain't now. Nope. It's done by James trailer. Jenkins. It was very good. It is very good. Someone was a bit sad there wasn't any James Jenkins in it. And James was like, yeah, I edited it, and I well, didn't put any of myself in I did say include it. a little bit of James in there, but he didn't. He's a very humble man. He is. Uh, yeah. Extremely humble. Because James Humbleman. He has no belongings because he doesn't get paid. <laughs> so go follow our Facebook page. Uh, it is the third anniversary of the channel this week. Oh, thank you so much for all your support over the past three years. Can, mm. you, can you believe three it, Peter? Three years. I can't believe it, actually, no. No. It's almost as long as the pandemic was. Yeah. <laughs> That's we were only around for a year and a bit before the pandemic. Yeah, yeah. It's strange to think. But uh, hey, we're still doing those ranked lists, doing more and more of them as time uh-huh. goes on. And across the three years we've been going, uh, we have got a ranked list coming out this weekend. Should I say what it is? I think I'll say what it yeah, is. Yeah, go on. Every Zelda video game ranked from worst to best. Wow, that actually came out yesterday, I think. Yes. Yeah, oh, because this out. is Saturday, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, you're right. came out on Friday. Um, Ooh, someone's going to get very cross. About where their Zelda game got ranked. Oh, their definitely. Favorite Zelda game. The oh, especially... always get such angry comments. Oh, it yeah. always makes me laugh. I think the top three in particular of that list will be. Number one's the CDI one. Yeah. Yeah. Number two is the other CDI one. <laughs> Just wait until you hear about the Tingle Pack. I'm so excited yeah. to learn about the Tingle Pack. A lot of Tingle stuff happening in that, yeah. in that list. It's great. Tingle. Go check it out. Um, and uh, we also had, so we've got something else coming out tomorrow for some people. And yesterday... Well, yesterday it came for out for people. some people and tomorrow for everyone else. It's worst games ever week. Yeah, both, it's worst games ever both week. groups of some people. Yeah. Uh, just, yeah. It was also a weirdest games ever week if you support us on... Uh, Patreon. Patreon at the, at the correct tier. Mm-hmm. You would have got a worst games ever early and a weirdest... And let me just lean over. <laughs> and the weirdest games ever, an entire week early. So go check out our Patreon again yes. if you want to see that. But uh, worst games ever for everybody tomorrow mm. at the time of release. Right, it's just enough time to talk about the sponsor once again this week. Oh, yeah. And by the way, do let us know what you think of the acquisition, good, bad. Yeah, I jumped mm. in before you what are they gonna, said to let what us are they know. Gonna, no, it's fine. Don't worry about it. I'll just it's have fine. a little cry at home. So right. sort of, okay. Oh, that's okay. Um, no, it's not. Jim Ryan's new book has come out. It's good to show your emotions. No, it's not. It Stop. Good to have her. a cry at Paul's, <laughs> not at home. <laughs> Jim Ryan's new book, There's No Destiny to Worry, colon. 
spending a ton G without losing your halo. Coming soon to Weatherspoons. Weather Weather I'm going to bed. <laughs> what? I'm going to bed. I just Water can't spirits. do it. I just can't do it anymore. I'm so tired and I'm so hungry. So I've got good. no blood sugar, but we're going to go. We've got to shoot a thingy now. Yeah. After dark. After dark. Another podcast. So thank you. Go check that out. It will be unhinged. Um, we appreciate you very much. Thanks for coming by and enjoy the rest of your weekend. See you next week. Bye. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 